Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. We are your audio newspaper. And this is episode 87. We thank you for being with us. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to Dirty Job Brewing with our trivia question of the week. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Mansfield ISD student arrested after being caught with a gun at school. MISD seeks your support in a penny swap election in November. COVID-19 continues its increasing local spread. Water quality, early debt payoff, and much more. We cover it all with a moment with the mayor. Mansfield police now accepting applications for Citizens Academy. Mayor accepts a clean city challenge. Friday Night Lights starts this week and most Mansfield teams will be playing out of town. Let's see what's coming up in the features section. Nuclear fusion in the news. Watch your step, Mansfield. Snake bites are on the rise. I'm Katrina Brown, and today we are talking about what to do if you are bitten by a snake on your Texas Health Tip of the Week. Time to get rid of the stank. I'm Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin, and we'll get to that in the Ask Terry segment later in the show. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be sharing another original cocktail that includes watermelon and a shrub. We have the seven-day weather forecast, and Steve will conclude his interview with educational legends Alma Martinez and Brenda Norwood. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. Did you know Southwestern Adventist University is located right in our backyard? With a small, safe campus, SWAU provides a Christ-centered learning environment with hands-on experiences and dedicated professors. For a limited time, local freshmen enrolling for fall 2021 will receive a stackable $3,000 scholarship. Interested in becoming a nurse? Earn your bachelor's in nursing at Southwestern Adventist University. Learn more at swau.edu. Hey, business owners, have you thought about growing your business through social media but don't know where to start? Never fear. I'm Sonia Salazar, and Wise Media Group is here offering coaching for do-it-yourself social media marketing, or we can do it for you. We have packages for every budget. Wise Media Group specializes in organic Facebook and Instagram growth. Let's get Mansfield businesses connected in 2021. Give us a call for a free 30-minute consultation at 817 917- 913-2989. That's 817-913-2989. Or find us on social media at Wise Media Group. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Media Group on Facebook and Instagram. Wise Media Group, helping you make wise social media marketing decisions in 2021. Hi, I'm Casey Lewis, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. A student at Ben Barber Innovation Academy was arrested and charged with a felony on Wednesday, August 18th, for allegedly bringing a gun to school. Principal Kathy Hudgens explained in a letter to parents that after a search involving an unrelated incident, campus administrators discovered a gun in a student's backpack. She said Mansfield ISD police quickly responded to the situation and confiscated the weapon, which was not inside a classroom. She did not say where the confiscation took place, but added no one was hurt. The Mansfield ISD Board of Trustees voted unanimously to call a voter approval tax rate election or a penny swap for the November 2nd ballot. With voter approval, the penny swap will restructure the MISD tax rate, swapping 13 pennies from the interest and sinking tax rate to the maintenance and operations tax rate. Doing this will allow the district to maximize state funding, bringing approximately $24.7 million in additional revenue to the district each year. If passed, the total MISD tax rate would remain the same as prior to the penny swap election. Residents are encouraged to visit MISDPennySwap.org for more information about the impact the penny swap would have on the district. There is a continued spread of the COVID-19 epidemic here in Mansfield. Science reporter Dennis Webb has the story. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. The city of Mansfield saw a record increase in weekly new cases reported at 223. This is the highest value here since February. During the January 2021 peak, we saw nearly 500 new diagnoses each week in Mansfield. 
two new fatalities here this past week. Not a uh, surprising number, but this is six new fatalities in the last three weeks. The previous six fatalities dribbled in over the previous 15 weeks, so it's getting worse. 45% of Mansfield citizens over the age of 12 are fully vaccinated, according to county reporting. Tarrant County's overall trend suggests the same increasing spread. In the county, 994 fellow citizens were in one of the county's hospitals with the virus at the end of last week. This number has increased each of the last 11 weeks, growing from 80 citizens back early in June. The county's test positivity rate remains at 21%, indicating that a lot of infected citizens have not yet been diagnosed. Community spread remains estimated as high. Texas statewide trends are similar. Tarrant County public health officials, our governor, our president, and all living former presidents recommend that all eligible citizens get vaccinated. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday. The following opinions are those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. We call this a moment with the mayor. Top of the morning, Michael Evans. And top of the morning to you, my friend. You started off the City Council meeting uh, wishing the city a happy birthday. Yes, 131 years of being a chartered city. So uh, we are celebrating that here in Mansfield. And you know what? Uh, the best is yet to come in our city. Also at the meeting on Monday night, the Parks and Rec Department uh, got up and uh, talked about their new brand. Yes. Uh, we, uh, as a council, uh, we uh, showered praises on our Parks and Recreation team, and, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, we had some young people, folks who came before us, and uh, they highlighted uh, the Parks and Recreation uh, brand and, and brand reps. You know, our parks can continue to uh, really they, they amaze us because uh, they are recognizing and have long recognized uh, the need to have parks all over our city so that people can enjoy a green space. I think that says a lot about who we are and our, our character uh, here in uh, in Mansfield. You know, we're Tree City and mm -hmm. uh, we have award winning and an award winning parks uh, system. So, uh, yeah, it's good to celebrate that with good people. I tell you, Matt Young's doing an awesome job. Then things got a little serious on Monday night as the COVID numbers seem to be rising again in Mansfield and you get an update from the hospitals. Yeah, we did. And and unfortunately, you are correct. The COVID numbers continue uh, to go up. And um, we invited in uh, Juan Fresquez from Methodist Mansfield, as well as uh, Kenneth Rose, uh, who uh, serves with Texas Health Mansfield. Uh, these, of course, are our major hospitals in the area. Both of these men are the presidents uh, of those um, entities, those institutions. And uh, they came, they talked to us about uh, what their numbers uh, are now. And yes, they are going up now. Uh, they aren't at peak levels right. right now. They aren't at peak levels, but the number keeps rising. And what they did was to inform the public that uh, the pandemic is still doing what it does. And uh, not only that, but they encourage Encouraged social distancing, vaccinations, and uh, we just we just want people to be safe. So a couple of months ago, I had here in the studio, I interviewed City Manager Joe Smolinski, who came up through the city through the the water department, <laughs> and he told me that the water that the city is producing right now is as good, if not better, than bottled water. Yes. And last night water quality is going up? Water quality is going up. And I tell you what, um, if, you, if you're drinking water from the taps of Mansfield, Texas, you're drinking some good water. So the council authorized an agreement with uh, Nano Stone Water Inc. Uh, for uh, vendor services and appropriating funds uh, that are related to a membrane filtration pilot study. Now, uh, this technology, this technology uh, will uh, allow allow us to enhance our water quality, along with uh, allowing for additional water capacity and uh, savings for our taxpayers. So we look forward to uh, the results of this study. Uh, if you would, what it does is it, it helps us to uh, rem 
remain in uh, said uh, buildings, infrastructure that we have right now for water treatment uh, just a little while longer. Sure. Uh, we do know that we're going to have to uh, build other, uh, other uh, uh, treatment centers uh, as the city continues to grow, but, but this helps with that capacity. We have stated this before that our water rates have been the same for more than a decade. Hmm. I mean, period. Uh, we, we talk about, you know, bills and, and, and as everything is going up, but our uh, water rate, our rate has stayed stagnant, has been stagnant for uh, quite a long period of time. So I think it says a lot about a good stewardship and uh, a care for our community. Here's one of my favorite topics. Paying off your debt early. Oh, man. And uh, the city's doing it. Yes, 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 we are. There were a lot of attaboys yeah. uh, going around on uh, on uh, the other night. As a matter of fact, um, uh, if you go check the tape, you'll see where I, I was saying to those present, you know, it's almost like uh, we have a little love fest going on here. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you know, when, when people do a good job, you just ought to tell them. And our staff is doing that. Uh, council approved a resolution uh, permitting the city of Mansfield to pay a portion of its outstanding debt earlier than it's owed. Now, what does that mean? Well, because of the fact that we're paying it early, we're saving, we're saving over 700,000 taxpayer dollars, 700,000 taxpayer dollars. Now that, that, that's awesome. That, that says that, um, we are working to be good stewards of the people's money. And, um, uh, you know, you can't help but but applaud that. What would you do with seven hundred thousand dollars? Oh man, what would I? You know what? I would invest it. If there you, you ask go. me, oh yeah, I would. I would invest it. Throw in, it all uh, into Bitcoin. Oh no. <laughs> No, no, I'm in my mid fifties. I'm not a Bitcoin guy, you know. So I, I go, I'll put it in the old stocks and the old money. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Let's talk about the Center for Substance Abuse. Is a rehab center? Is that correct? It is. It is an inpatient, not an outpatient, uh, rehabilitation uh, center. It was a a reading, first reading. So uh, we did uh, initially approve a request for a specific use permit for a Center for Substance Abuse patients on approximately three. Point uh, six nine acres of land, and that'll be located at uh, seventeen seventy six uh, North US two eighty seven. So that will come back before us again. Uh, I, I just want to highlight uh, the importance of, of having that. I mean, when you talk about substance abuse, um, alcohol, uh, uh, you know, opiates. I mean. Heroin, things of that nature. We want to uh, make sure that uh, we have places for people in this community to go to uh, to get the help that they need, uh, so that they can uh, be productive uh, citizens, moms, sure. dads. Uh, so um, it, it, this is needed, uh, Steve. This is needed, and, and I'm glad that uh, council understands the importance of giving attention to this. Nice. Council talked about an ordinance on smoking-related business. And yeah, you know, let's get into that. Yeah, you, you know the um, the ordinances that we had. It's an old ordinance. I mean, when you think about it. So what we did was we passed uh, the first reading of an ordinance that would amend a section of the Mansfield Code of Ordinances uh, regarding non traditional smoking related businesses and um, tobacco uh, product stores. So uh, what council is saying is, you know, if if you have a store, a tobacco store. If you, you have a store that uh, their, their primary product is um, that, is smoking or otherwise, that it is to be uh, um, X amount of feet away from uh, schools, churches, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, let, let me clarify. You know, as uh, as Mansfield continues to grow, uh, the, there will be uh, businesses, maybe even steakhouses, wink, wink, uh, that's uh, coming to town, wink, wink. Uh, and uh, they may want to have a, uh, a cigar, a cigar lounge. A there cigar lounge. So they will be able to do that. We're not going to stop that because, uh, you know, again, the, the primary product will be food at the restaurant. Right. So that's that's not prohibiting that. We just want to make sure that we're up to date on our ordinances regarding smoking, tobacco, and otherwise. Now, I'm a big proponent of events. Huh? 
whether it's live music or festivals or anything like that. And uh, it came up at the meeting on Monday night. There's an event coming up. You know what? Uh, the council approved an application for a uh, community activation uh, grant from uh, Dirty Job Brewing. And uh, the grant is for a, listen to this, the grant is for a home beer brewer contest and concert. Now, uh, you might say, well, well, Mayor, you are a Baptist preacher. Well, listen, I'm not going to be out there in the in the, the tasting contest, you know, but I'll be the chaperone. It's going to involve uh, vendors and food trucks and, and all that good stuff. October 16th at the lot. Uh, that's a wrap of what happened Monday night at the city council meeting. But uh, you want to give a shout out to a golf tournament coming up. And let's talk about that. Yes, yes, yes. Our foundation, the Michael A. Evans Scholarship Foundation, is hosting its annual uh, golf tournament that will take place September the 10th at the Mansfield National uh, Golf Course. And um, my understanding is that tea time is round about, round about 8 o'clock, 8 a.m. Uh, we raised and have raised hundreds of thousands of dollars and uh, given them to uh, local youth here in the city of Mansfield and some are, are in AISD, Arlington ISD as well. And uh, we've done this for a number of years. And, and I always want to appreciate uh, uh, uh Bobby McCasson and that, that entire group and others who have served as our title sponsor, um, Todd Tenora, who, uh, will uh, be the person, uh, providing the food and, and that kind of thing. But we're looking forward to a great time. Uh, we still have about uh, 40, uh, golfing slots, uh, available. And I want to invite people to uh, come and be a part of that. And they just, uh, would go to, uh, evansscholarship.org, evansscholarship.org, and they can Sign up and come out and, you know, it'll be good to have a team, a team of four. Uh, that'll be a good thing to uh, see. And Mr. Mayor, we'll see you in two weeks. I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. That's a moment with the mayor on About Mansfield. Mansfield Police is now accepting applications for the Citizens Police Academy, Class 31. The 10-week program is held on Thursday nights from 6 to 9 p.m. and includes topics like traffic stops, DWI investigations, K-9 unit, emergency dispatch, CSI, and much more. Applicants must be at least 18 years old. Class starts on September 9th, and for more information, we have a link on our website at aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the links tab. Mayor Michael Evans has accepted the challenge to prove just how clean our city can be. The North Texas Community Cleanup Challenge is a friendly competition among DFW area communities to see who can pick up the most litter per resident. Communities, churches, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, companies, activists, or just regular citizens can organize a litter cleanup event or simply log existing events and efforts as they occur. At the end of the contest, the community with the most litter cleaned up per resident will receive the North Texas Community Cleanup Award that can proudly be displayed in their city hall. 16 cities around North Texas have already registered, and the challenge time frame is September 1st through October 31st. For more information, visit communitycleanupchallenge.com. In sports, Friday night starts the high school football season for Mansfield Schools, which begins with what has become a tradition, battling schools from Oklahoma. Three Mansfield teams will take the trek north of the Red River as Lake Ridge takes on Tulsa Union. Mansfield Tigers goes head-to-head -head with Bentonville, while Timberview travels to Bixby. Here at home, Legacy takes on Broken Arrow at Newsom, while Summit and Jenks battle it out at R.L. Anderson. Kickoff for all five games is 7 p.m. It's time to get back to work, Mansfield. If you own or manage a business right here in Mansfield and have a job opening, allow us to help spread the word in your own words in our Mansfield job opening segment. We'll put it right here on the podcast. It's your turn. It's very simple. Dial 817-435-2938 and leave a voicemail describing your job opening in 30 seconds or less. Don't forget your contact information. Please call on behalf of your own business, not someone else's. And again, that number is 
888-253-2938. Monday is National Diatomaceous Earth Day. That's silky white multipurpose powder made up of fossilized remains of tiny aquatic organisms, most notably used in filters to keep swimming pools clean. But did you know there's also a food-grade quality of DE that has also been said to have benefits in body detox, joint, bone, and ligament health, kills parasites and viruses in humans, and for teeth whitening. DE is also useful as a natural garden pest control. Many Mansfield residents have declared war on army worms this summer, and diatomaceous earth is known to be effective in getting rid of the lawn-eating insects. So, why did I choose National DE Day over the other 25 choices? It's fun to say. Come on, Colleen, say it with me. Diatomaceous earth. Diatomaceous earth. There. I knew you could. Let's check the weather forecast with another name that's fun to say. Colleen Daniel. You know, another national day of for the 25th that I like to say is National Banana Split Day. That sounds a lot tastier than diatomaceous earth. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. We've been at or above our average high temperatures for this time of year for the last few days in the upper 90s with high humidity and uncomfortable dew point temperatures. Classic August weather for Texas. We'll stay there for another day or two, and then into the weekend, we'll have lower temperatures down into the lower 90s with slight rain chances every day. Meanwhile, the Tarrant Regional Water District suggests that most Mansfield sprinklers can likely remain off this week. Weather will be hot and sunny, so use a moisture meter and check your lawn's soil later in the week and water a quarter inch if needed. As always, you can view a map of watering recommendations for North Texas at waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. So in just 60 seconds, we'll hear from science reporter Dennis Webb, who will tell you the difference between nuclear fission and nuclear fusion. Health specialist Katrina Webb tells you what to do in the event of a snake bite with the Texas Health Tip of the Week. Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin is going to get rid of the stink and presents the Ask Terry segment. And Brian Certain has another original cocktail with the Cocktail of the Week. Also coming up later in the episode, the Trivia Question of the Week, and we will conclude our two-part conversation with Alma Martinez and Brenda Norwood. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hey Mansfield, did you know cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp-derived CBD. Wise Wellness carries a variety of products, including oils, topicals, edibles, and pet products. We are located on FM 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. Hi, I'm Corinne Fiagami, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Is it nuclear fusion or nuclear fission? It's not Greek to science reporter Dennis Webb. Dennis? Thanks, Steve. There was some news this week about progress in using nuclear fusion as a source of very inexpensive energy. First, a little background on nuclear fusion. In 1905, Albert Einstein derived the famous equation E equals mc squared. 
This suggests that tiny amounts of mass could be turned into massive amounts of energy, if you could just figure out how to do it. Scientists and engineers look for ways to use this new insight both to understand the fundamental nature of the universe and to see if there was something useful to be done with it. Progress in basic research like this requires funding, and rarely does this kind of basic research offer a commercial business case. The idea of turning a small amount of matter into a large amount of energy found a powerful sponsor, the U.S. government during World War II. Einstein had advised President Franklin Roosevelt to develop nuclear weapons to end the war and observed that we were in a race with Germany to develop this powerful new bomb. The USA started the top-secret Manhattan Project to develop and produce nuclear bombs to win the war. As money was no object, every nuclear scientist who was not in Germany was gathered together in New Mexico to get it done. This particular thread of science advanced at a pace never seen before, and they built a bomb that was dropped on Japan, ending the terrible war in a terrible fashion. The Manhattan Project chose to use nuclear fission, where radioactive, toxic, unstable minerals from the Earth are concentrated and shocked into splitting, converting a tiny amount of matter into explosive force called a chain reaction. The Manhattan Project understood you could alternatively fuse two smaller atoms into one bigger atom. This is called nuclear fusion, which also releases a massive amount of energy. But this was a lot more complicated, and the USA decided to build and detonate such a fusion bomb later in 1952. And I think these kind of warheads, called H-bombs, are still in the arsenal of the USA in the strategic nuclear deterrent. Both types of nuclear chain reactions can be tamed to produce electricity in nuclear reactors, and a portion of the power that the Texas electrical grid has actually comes from nuclear fission reactors. The closest one to Mansfield is just over, the, over to the west in Glen Rose. As of today, nobody has figured out how to kick off and sustain a controlled nuclear fusion chain reaction to make electricity, as it takes a massive amount of energy just to get it started or ignited. So back to this week's news. Scientists at the Lawrence Livermore National Lab in California have produced the first briefly sustained fusion chain reaction that produced more energy than it took to kick it off. Not a, not a good deal, but it, it's progress. They did this at what, what is called the National Ignition Facility, where they fused some hydrogen atoms into half as many helium atoms, using 192 powerful laser beams to create temperatures and pressure similar to the interior of the sun. We're not there yet to have a practical nuclear fission reactor, but when we do figure it out, it will change life on our planet with dramatically cheaper electricity with a virtually unlimited fuel supply, that is the hydrogen. This all sounds exotic and maybe incomprehensible, but our present lives depend on fusion reactions for literally everything. I'll tell this story next week, but here are a couple threads. The sun generates its light and heat using nuclear fusion with its immense temperatures and pressures. The sunlight strikes leaves on trees who use photosynthesis to convert carbon dioxide in the air into wood. We cut the tree down, chop it into firewood, dry it, and build a campfire and cook our burgers. And the wood returns to its carbon as carbon dioxide after the fire goes out. Also, all of the carbon involved in this, from trees to burgers to our own human bodies, was created by nuclear fusions inside a star billions of years ago that blew up, the star blew up, and a lot of carbon atoms ended up here on Earth. While Carl Sagan would say we were all star stuff, I might suggest we're just fusion leftovers. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. It's time right now for the Texas Health Tip of the Week, sponsored by Texas Health Hospital Mansfield, located at 287 and Lone Star Road. This week, health specialist Katrina Brown talks about snake bites. Katrina. About 7,000 people are bitten by venomous snakes in the U.S. annually. Only about one out of every 500 of those result in death. On average, one to two people in Texas die each year due to snake bites. Whether you're scared of snakes or you apply the old, they won't bother me if I don't bother them attitude, it's good to know what you should do if you ever do get bitten by a snake. Snakes usually bite defensively, rather than actively attacking humans, and in Texas, it's just as common for people to be bitten around their home as it is out in the woods or other rural areas. If you're ever bitten by a snake, keeping these tips in mind might actually save your life. 
First thing to do, call 911. You should treat each and every snake bite as an emergency, regardless of whether you think the snake was venomous or not. Many snakes look similar, and if you wait to see if you feel symptoms of venom poisoning, it might be too late by the time you get help. You need to stay as still as possible. So rather than running for the phone, use a mobile phone or have someone else go and call for help. Alerting the hospital that you are going to is a good idea so staff can have anti-venom ready for when you arrive. While it's easier said than done, staying calm and still after a snake bite can help slow down the spread of venom in your body. If you've been bitten by a poisonous snake, not moving might save your life. It's a myth that snake venom gets straight into your bloodstream after a bite. Instead, it moves through your lymphatic system. Lymph is a fluid in your body that contains white blood cells. Unlike blood, which is pumped around your body continuously, your lymph moves through your body via your limbs. If you can stay still and calm, you can prevent the venom in your lymphatic system from traveling further into your body. If you're sure the snake has moved away after biting you and you're not in danger of being bitten again, remain where you are rather than walking to get help. If you're with other people, they shouldn't move you at all, but start administering first aid where you are. Take long, deep breaths to help calm yourself. Remember that the odds are in your favor. It's very rare for people to die after being bitten by a snake, especially if they follow first aid steps. Also, don't try to catch, injure, or kill the snake. Many second bites and second victims occur because of this. And people have been told to bring the snake to the hospital with them. Trust me, as a nurse, I do not need this excitement. If you're able to snap a picture with your phone, that is best. At the hospital, staff have access to a range of tests that can help determine the likely snake which you have been bitten by, enabling them to give you the most appropriate treatment. Next, most snake bites occur on a limb, like feet, legs, arms, hands, are most commonly affected. If you've been bitten on a limb, remove any jewelry, clothing, or shoes, and quickly apply pressure. Not a tourniquet. This can slow or stop the venom from moving through your lymphatic system. There are a lot of old methods of treating snake bites that are now known to cause more harm than good. Washing the snake bite site can wash off venom that the hospital staff may be able to use to identify the type of snake that bit you. If you've got a cloth or gauze, put it over the snake bite to soak up the venom for later testing before you wash the area. Do not suck or cut the bite area that has proven basically useless no matter what you saw in the old western movie. Also, do not apply a tourniquet. Again, do not apply a tourniquet. This can be dangerous and has led to tissue damage and even amputation in some cases. They say an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, so be sure to wear good, solid, high-top boots and long pants when hiking in the wilderness. Stomping or treading heavily creates ground vibrations and noise, which will often cause a snake to hit the road. Snakes have no outer ear, so they feel ground vibrations instead of noise. So make a racket and watch your step. Until next time, stay healthy, Mansfield. On behalf of Texas Health Hospital Mansfield and reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Katrina Brown. In a world where people have thousands of questions about improving and repairing their homes, one man has the answers. It's time right now for the Ask Terry segment. Terry Radswin is our resident home improvement specialist, and he answers your questions about the place that you call home. Terry? Today's question comes from Donna, who writes, I love working in my yard, but it's August and it's really hot. I hate coming back into the house all sweaty and sticky. Is there a simple way to build an outdoor shower so I can clean up after a good day of gardening? Donna, simple is in the eye of the beholder. There are pop-up tents you can buy pretty inexpensively and drag a garden hose into, but a lot of them have sewn-in floors, which to me causes an issue with cleaning and drying after you shower. But me being me, I'm going to want to build something with a little more permanence that'll be easier to maintain. First thing you want to do is decide how or even if you want the shower to drain. You could simply find a nice patch of grass and place the shower there, or you could put in a piece of French drain pipe running from the location where the shower will be placed with a grate at ground level to capture the water. What I'd probably do is dig a hole the size of the finished shower, maybe a foot or 18 inches deep, and fill it with progressively smaller pieces of rock and pebbles from bottom to top, finishing with pea gravel for a nice walking surface. 
It's what we call a dry well, and it's used to create a catch basin for the water that will contain it and then disperse it slowly into the soil. Now, as to the enclosure, that really depends on your aesthetic. My inclination would be to build a framework out of lumber, preferably cedar, which is naturally resistant to weather, rot, and insects. You could simply build a framework out of 2x2 two two or 2x4 two lumber that will sit on the ground, or you could even put the upright parts of the frame into the drywell hole before filling it with rock, which will give you good anchorage and defense against strong winds. Siding would be your choice. You could go with a fabric of some kind, maybe a canvas that's treated with a water-repellent agent like Scotchgard stretched into the framework. Corrugated galvanized metal or plastic panels like those used on patio covers are another good idea, and they'll give you good weather resistance. I like the idea of using cedar fence pickets. I'd install them butted together, knowing that the lumber will shrink as it dries out, leaving a tiny gap between the pickets that will allow air to pass through but still give you privacy. Obviously, one side of the enclosure will have to be hinged to allow access. Make sure you use hinges that are rust-resistant, as your shower will be exposed to water on a constant basis. Plumbing could be as simple as running a garden hose with a nozzle over or under the walls, or you could get as sophisticated as you like. I'd use half-inch PVC pipe on an interior wall of the shower cabinet, and to keep it simple, use a PVC ball valve to turn the water on and off and to control the volume. In this case, because the pipe will be exposed, use gray PVC electrical conduit, which has protection against ultraviolet light and won't break down from being in the sun. There are fittings you can glue onto the pipe that will allow you to connect a garden hose to it, or you could run pipe underground to a location adjacent to where your outdoor spigot is, again using the same fitting to connect to a garden hose. An elbow at the top of the pipe inside the shower will allow you to attach a shower arm and head, and voila, you've got your outdoor shower. You could even take it to the next level and use an actual shower valve and conceal the piping if you wanted to get fancy with it. Of course, there are ways to modify this basic plan, as many as your imagination will allow. And obviously, you may find that you really dig the outdoor shower and want to make a more permanent installation, maybe even with hot and cold water. At that point, you'd want to consult with a licensed plumber who can help you work through the issues of making your shower compliant with local codes. Well, Donna, I hope I was at least able to give you some inspiration to get your project off the ground. I myself hate to come in from an afternoon of hard work covered in grass clippings and dirt, and an outdoor shower would definitely be a welcome addition to my yard. And if you listeners have any questions or projects you'd like help with, send them my way. You can reach me by email at askterry at aboutmansfield.com or check out my Facebook page at Ask Terry AM Podcast or my Twitter at Ask Terry AM Pod. We'll talk to you next time. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Home Improvement Specialist. Terry Radswin. Brian Certain is serving up another original concoction containing watermelon and a shrub with the cocktail of the week. Brian. This week's cocktail of the week is the watermelon shrub. Several friends ago, some friends started doing a friend's giving on the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. They invited a bunch of their friends over to share a sit-down multi-course meal, which they originally did with a wine selection for each course. One year, they asked me to pair cocktails with the dishes for those that didn't want the selected wines. A couple of years into it, I really busted out my creative juices and came up with this week's Cocktail of the Week for the meat and cheese pairing. But let's start with the definition. In terms of drinks, a shrub is a non-alcoholic syrup made with a combination of concentrated fruits, aromatics, sugar, and vinegar. This sweet yet acidic mixer is a traditionally enjoyed as a component of a mixed drink with soda water. The word shrub is derived from the Arabic word sharab, which means to drink. And these syrups very common in colonial America, were used to make delightful drinks. Home shrub makers would combine fruit or juice with sugar and vinegar, let that mixture steep for a week or so, and then mix the resulting syrup with cool water to create a refreshingly tart beverage. Back in those days, the syrups were a common method of preserving fruit, but when industrially produced foods and at-home refrigeration became the norm, shrubs dropped off the radar a bit. 
but now they're back with a vengeance, trailing the cocktail revolution and adding a whole new world of flavor to cocktails and non-alcoholic drinks across the country. They have fruit-forward flavor, which brings a perfect balance of the sweet and tart to drinks. The bright flavor of the fruit is balanced with the acidity of the vinegar, which works much like citrus in cocktails. Most people are turned off by the vinegar, but please, please, please don't be. The vinegar adds a distinct tangy bite that works wonderfully with the sweetness of the fresh fruit. It cleanses the palate, it quenches thirst, and it is ridiculously refreshing. So there's many different flavors that you can put into it, which opens up a ton of possibilities. But don't worry, as always, about taking notes, as I'll be giving the ingredients and the instructions, and they'll be posted on bourbongospel.com. So for the watermelon shrub spritzer, for the shrub, the ingredients you're going to need is you're going to need three cups of fresh watermelon puree. You'll use a blender or an immersion blender to create that. You're going to use three tablespoons of Tabasco green pepper sauce, not the red, the green. You can use one half cup of apple cider vinegar and one quarter cup of sugar. For the actual spritzer itself, you're going to be using two ounces of a white tequila or Blanco tequila, one ounce of lime juice, one and a half ounces of the watermelon shrub, and then you're going to use a cube of watermelon for each drink for garnish, as well as a little lime zest. And don't forget, you'll need some seltzer water. So to prepare the shrub, in a large bowl, you're going to whisk together the apple cider vinegar, the Tabasco green pepper sauce, and the sugar until the sugar has dissolved. You're going to slowly stir in the watermelon puree. You're going to strain that mixture through a sieve several times to remove the extra pulp. Now to fix the cocktail, in a cocktail shaker, you're going to add the tequila, the lime juice, the watermelon shrub, along with several ice cubes. You'll shake for about 10 seconds, and then you'll strain it into a highball glass filled with ice. Top with seltzer water. To prepare the garnish, fold a strip of lime zest in half, skewer through a toothpick, followed by a watermelon cube, followed by another strip of the lime zest. Place it on or on top of the drink, and you have a perfect end-of-summer cocktail. And as always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, remember Mark Twain when he said too much of anything is bad, but too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Sandy Shores, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What year did the Mansfield ISD Center for the Performing Arts open? According to the MISD website, the Mansfield ISD Center for the Performing Arts opened its doors for the first time in June 2012, just in time for graduation. Sandy has won a $25 gift card to Dirty Job Brewing. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. The Texas Health Tip of the Week was sponsored by Texas Health Hospital Mansfield, located at 287 and Lone Star Road. In 1999, Mansfield Cares was founded to be the safety net for those in need in our great city. Mansfield Cares built the first free medical, dental, eye clinic and the warehouse that is home to the only food bank in Mansfield. Our city's seven food pantries, Feed the Kids program, Back to School Bash, and college scholarships have all benefited from Mansfield Cares. Become a part of Mansfield's safety net. Donate today at mansfieldcares.org. That's mansfieldcares.org. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities. can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows such as Ask Philip, On the Mark, Grown and Unfiltered, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients 
clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Epic Voices and Conversations from Palm Springs. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast or if you're just looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. That's podcastmansfield.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Adams, and you're listening to About Mansfield. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Dirty Job Brewing. They are located at 117 North Main Street in Historic Mansfield, serving craft beer made right there on the premises, and a variety of pizzas, sandwiches, paninis, much, much more. Check them out on the web at dirtyjobbrewing.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, today's question takes us back to the 1800s. Charles A. Smith, also known as C.A. Smith, owned the first cotton gin in Mansfield. He also owned a building on Main Street, which still stands to this day. This week's question is, what two businesses currently occupy the C.A. Smith Building in historic downtown Mansfield? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what two businesses currently occupy the C.A. Smith Building in historic downtown Mansfield? Good luck, and thanks to Derek at Dirty Job for the gift card. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. Last week during this segment, we presented part one of our interview with educational legends Alma Martinez and Brenda Norwood today. Part two, the conclusion, including the lightning round. Enjoy. I don't recall you being, uh, over the years, now, intermediate school being two years, uh, fifth and sixth grade. My son was there for two years. My daughter was there for two years. So over the four years, I never really saw you as the disciplinarian. Uh, Every kid that that I saw on campus adored you. Why is that? My guess is you had other people that worked for you on staff that were the disciplinarians. But uh, I'm going to let you answer that question. That why, when people, when when the kids are promoted from sixth to seventh grade, they have left with a tremendous admiration for Alma Martinez. Uh, why do you think that is? I love them. Mm-hmm. I love every student. And I, I just love children. And just listening to them again, when they'd come into my office for a discipline, just listening to what happened. Give me your side. And then they would listen. I think just giving a listening ear to children really does help, even with adults. So listening to them in the office when I would talk to them. And then when and I would say what the expectations were and how they disappointed their parents, and they disappointed us. And every time we went on a field trip, I always say, remember who you represent, you know, because remember, you're the best kids in this whole district. And I didn't care if there were other intermediate schools. I tell them we were the tops all the time. So just doing that again, right, Brenda, just yes. talking to the and kids. And Mrs. Martin was very patient. Mm-hmm. And I mean, any time I would go to her, she would. Uh, she was always just very patient and just tell me what I needed to do or whatever the case was. But I, I, I can remember this one day that she had came to me and she said, I really wish you could teach multicultural exploratory. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about it. But when she said it, okay, we'll see what we can do. And from that point on, it was nothing but success because she supported me 100% and what I was trying to do with those students. And it was beautiful. We had some good times oh, with that. Oh, yes, indeed. And then it became def- a club. Yes. Yeah. Very patient, Miss Martinez. What did you do with that club? Oh, my goodness. That was just beautiful. We had a, we learned how to step, yeah. steppers, and they would just go just everywhere, step. <laughs> and we would also have a... 
Am I correct? Uh, in my lesson plans, we would always, when we have other students that were of other cultures, bring your food. We had a day where we would bring in foods, mm -hmm. and they would try different foods from different cultures, just to learn the appreciate to appreciate others, you know, from where they are, who the, for who they are, where they come from. But when it all boiled down to it, we're all people. We're all people. God we're made all us humans. all. Yes, mm -hmm. God made us all. Yeah, I like one that. is no better than the other. And I mean, that's just the way we uh, looked at it. <laughs> right. Right. How long did the two of you work together? Oh, golly. I was there before Ms. Martinez got there at the Mirior. That's right. Yeah, you I, were I, the I, science I was, teacher, uh, weren't you? Yes, uh-huh. We was, uh, when the building was finished, mm -hmm. I, we were the first, uh, I was one of the first ones that started work at Mary R. And then Miss Martinez came on. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, Alma, you were at Mary R for how long? Oh, it seems like ages. I, I, <laughs> how long Mary has been there? That's how long. Yeah, we opened up the there. school, the, the building, but the, yes, uh -huh. what I call the old Mary Orr, that's yeah. where Miss Shepard was at. Oh, yes. Before they yeah. built the one built out the here. One. Uh -huh. So uh, being there, yes. I had told I was a diagnostician back in the days, and I worked with Donna back at uh, Worley. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I said to her, if you ever need an assistant principal, I would love to be your assistant principal. <laughs> Again, because she mentored, and I loved the way she interacted with other teachers. Mm -hmm. And so when she had that position, she said, I can't say you'll get it, but you can come and interview. Boy, I was at camp as a counselor at that time, and I came running back and interviewed and I'm so glad I got that position. Yes. And then Me too. then we opened up the new Mirior where there was mm -hmm. so many crickets that, oh, do you remember Lord. all the crickets that year? Oh, <laughs> oh we invaded their space and yes. saw the crickets that Most came into definitely. the building. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Brenda, you've worked under several principals over the years oh, then. Oh, well, yes. Uh, Miss Shepard, I'll tell you what, I, 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 she just, boy, she invades my mind right to this day. Just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful human being. And uh, she's really one of the encouraging factors that made me go back and get my degree and become a teacher. Mm -hmm. Because she told me, said, when you finish, you got a job. Donna Shepard. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who also has a school named after her. Most definitely. A beautiful, beautiful human being. Here in the studio today, he's been quiet, but you brought your husband, and uh, we promised not to put him on microphone because he, he's, he's a little shy. Um, how long have the two of you been married? You and Norman. 41 years. 41 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, Alma, your, your husband, you said that he's waiting for the sprinkler guy, but uh, <laughs> how long have the two of you been married? About 48 years. 48 years. Mm -hmm. Through 41 and 48 years, I would assume the husbands have, have also been part of your oh, your support system. Oh, Lord, Definitely. yes. I can, uh, <laughs> my degree is, is part of his, too, as well, because when I would drive to Denton, Texas Women University, I can remember the times that I was so anxious and trying to get into class. I, uh, left my book, keys, and all, and locked it in the car. And I had to go and call Norman. Norman, I don't. I, I locked everything in the car. Could you come up? And he'd work at night shift. He would drive up, bring the key, get my stuff out of the car. I mean, he's always been there, 24-7, very supportive in everything that uh, I've tried to do, and, and I myself as well as for him. Very supportive. Yes, indeed. Alma, say something nice about your husband. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Richard. Richard. Uh, what can I say about him? Mm. Being an administrator, I would work more dealing with children during the day and walk in those hallways. Do you remember my click, click, click down the hallway? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Go into the classroom. I didn't have time to do all my other work 
that was required for me until after everybody left. And I would stay after hours and hours. And he'd come pick up the kids, and he'd feed them. And he was their mom when I was at work for so many hours after school. And that's what he, he kept telling me. You would deal with other children and work with them during the day, and then you would do your work at night. And so he was my support. And he was the one who took the kids to soccer practices and soccer games. And um, and uh, then on weekends, that was our time. Yeah. So always being my supporter, always being there for me. Now, I would assume... Norwood and Martinez are your married names. They, are they not your maiden names? No. <laughs> so how how does Norman and how does Richard feel about their name, their surname being up on the school? Have you talked to them about that? No, I haven't. I just no, know my brothers haven't. and sisters is what happened to the Coronado. <laughs> is, is that your maiden name? Yes. Okay. So they say, where's Coronado? You could have put it on that thing. They're very proud. And my husband just smiles and says a word. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I've never asked him. Oh, okay. I haven't either. Huh. But I know he's proud. Yeah. He's proud. But my brother did say, the younger one said, you made us a little taller. Yeah. Oh, wow. The other day. So. That's beautiful. And you mentioned in your speech that you're not tall at all. No, oh, that's right. <laughs> you remember. I remember you said it was something like, uh, I, I don't have superhuman powers. I, I'm not uh, an eloquent speaker. I'm not overly, uh, I'm, I'm not. And I'm not tall. Something about t- intelligence, and, and, yeah. and I'm not even not tall. tall. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, with being short, it's, this has its other, being short, mm-hmm. female, Hispanic, you know, all those. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let it bother me. <laughs> Brenda, you and Norman started the Juneteenth ceremonies and uh, uh, events here in Mansfield. Uh, how many years has that been going on? We did it for about 30, about 30 years. He's holding up fingers. 33 years? 33 years. 33 years. We started in our yard first, and then we, we went on up to McClendon West Park. That event has grown tremendously over the years. Oh, yeah. And we, uh, let's see. What, the, the first year that we didn't do it was in 20... 19? 2020. We didn't do it, but they went right on with it. They had it at the uh, Performing Arts Center. Mm-hmm. That's where they had it this year. And uh, Norman and I, we've done it quite, I mean, all these years. So I uh, handed over the, uh, the, the torch and the rings yeah. or whatever to this young lady. I said, and it, uh, we will be there for you to help you out. But uh, yes, it's time. It comes a time when you have to hand it over. Brenda, I remember when you would seek items for your garage oh, sale, yes. and we'd all gather things for her for her garage yes, sales, and indeed. she could afford to and buy the, the food. Garage. And yeah, I remember that was have a garage sale so we could buy the things we needed for the Juneteenth. So it was a just a beautiful occasion. Yeah, beautiful. Nothing. You didn't buy anything. Everything was free. Thirty-three years, and it. it just like any type of event yes, that grows. that goes on year after year, it grows and it oh, grows. Yes. Uh, it grows to the point where you could no longer manage it. Then you handed it <laughs> off. It, it, you handed it off to the school district or to the city. No, it was a young lady. Uh, I think she probably worked uh, for the city. No, she don't work for the city. She um, worked along with the city. Okay. To uh, to to uh, establish this this past year, and it it was beautiful. They had uh, different uh, vendors there, mm-hmm. and of course they charge you for whatever they, whatever they had. Oh sure, but uh, it was nice. Uh, we had speakers. We had people to come in and speak. We had the the mayor of Mansfield would come out, mm-hmm. and uh, he would speak as well. 
You mentioned the mayor would speak. Is Michael Evans your pastor? Yes, he and is. And now he's the mayor? Yes, and then the, the mayor before... Uh, uh, David Cook? Dave, uh, mayor Cook, mm-hmm. he would come out. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on Michael Evans? Your, the fa- your thoughts on oh, the fact that your pastor is now the oh, mayor? Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Uh, Reverend Evans came to Mansfield when he was quite young. Yes, at 26. Oh, he, was about, he, was, yeah, he was quite young when he came to Bethlehem for the mm-hmm. first time. And uh, right to this day, I said, now you remember, I, I know when you first came here, you're just a kid. You're still a kid to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Reverend he, Evans is a beautiful person. I mean, when you see him today, you that's who he is. He doesn't absolutely. put in, he's just, uh, he's a very genuine person. I'm glad he's your pastor. And Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. He uh, came to Bethlehem when Bethlehem Church was right there next to the park. Mm-hmm. That's what Bethlehem Baptist Church used to be. And that's grown, too, over the years. Yeah, well, I mean, right now, it's, it's the Bethlehem is where the old color school is. McClendon West Park is, mm-hmm. right next door where that house is in there. That's where Bethlehem Baptist Church was. As time would go on, the church was torn down. What happened was, uh, and we integrated so the school was uh, no longer in use. So Bethlehem Baptist Church was off of that building. And that's where we had church in the old colored school. Wow. Mm-hmm. But Reverend Evans came to Bethlehem while it was still standing right next door to McClendon West. You learn something new every day. <laughs> yes. Was Willie Brown the principal then? At that Willie school? Brown, yes, he was the principal uh, uh, after they integrated. At the time when uh, Mr. Willie Brown was principal, there uh, the schools. Well, that's when uh, we uh, integrated schools, and he all the black teachers that was there at at at, um, at the color school did not have jobs. They lost their jobs because mm-hmm. Bensfield did not hire black teachers. I remember the music teacher. Didn't she come at Irma Nash? She, she, uh, Do you remember her? Yes, uh-huh. Now, that's a different music teacher. Oh. Mm-hmm. Let's move up to 2021. Uh, the, 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 the new elementary school, the new intermediate school, and not to forget and, uh, and, or overlook uh, Charlene McKenzie oh, yes. Middle School. Mm-hmm. The late Charlene McKenzie. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the elementary school. The elementary schools around town have a mascot of either a bird or a feline. The the, uh, the cats, the tigers, the eagles. These. How did the bees get chosen for <laughs> Brenda Norwood Elementary? Because of my name, <laughs> and everybody called me B. Everyone called you B. That's what they call me right now. My grandkids. B. So when they uh, when they discovered that this oh let's do let's do the mascot let's do a bumblebee a bee I said okay <laughs> fine with me. <laughs> and is it the home of the? It's not the buzzing bees the the busy bees busy bees the busy bees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now again, when you get from elementary into intermediate school, you've got the uh, the tigers and the lions and the, the the eagles and the navigators. Yes. Yeah. Now, how did that? Did you choose that? Mm-hmm. You chose yes. the navigators. Yes. The the and so is there another illiterate word that goes with the home of the nagging? The mighty navigators. The might. Okay, no, so the it's Maya not... Martinez navigators. It's... <laughs> well, see, I, I saw kids coming in now with the STEM program and the and the uh, fine arts that, that they're starting their careers Yeah. and they're going their way and they're navigating their, their ways now, much younger now. And so I thought, well, they would, they're navigating navigators. So I saw... Someone with the wheel and and a person navigating, but as the committee went on, so they you know let's we've got to have something in there. So uh, I guess it's a bird <laughs> gone or, uh, came on, but it was just the navigate the part is that the navigating. And I've talked to the teachers and the principal from the school, and they just love it. They love everything that goes with it, mm-hmm. with the journey mm-hmm. that they're going to be taking. So the navigators that, that every kid is at the helm of their own. That's destination. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
I just made that up. But I you thought can that was pretty good. good. You can use it. We've got to tell the Miss Boyles. Uh-huh. Every student is at the helm of their own, own destination. destination. Love that. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Yes, indeed. Okay. I, I'm not even going to trademark it. In fact, <laughs> I'm, I'm just giving it to you now. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Alma and Brenda, we've... Uh, oh, by the way, uh, we'll start with Alma and move to Brenda. Mm-hmm. What, what's your favorite ice cream? Well, I really don't eat ice cream. <laughs> I like sherbet. Brenda? Vanilla. Vanilla. Mm-hmm. Any toppings on it? Sprinkles? Maybe a little Hershey's chocolate? Nothing? Plain old vanilla. Plain old vanilla. We have reached that point of the the interview where our listeners really get to know on a personal, deep level, Alma Martinez and Brenda Norwood. Mm -hmm. It's called the lightning round. And because there are two of you, we're going to bounce back and forth. (laughs) It's a very simple exercise of this or that. And so if, if you are ready, we will proceed. Again, Alma, you'll be first, and we'll go every other one back and forth. So Alma, night or day? Day. Brenda, laundry or dishes? Laundry. Online shopping or in-store? In-store. Iced tea or hot coffee? Iced tea. International vacation or domestic? International. Cat or dog? Cat. Bacon or sausage? Bacon. Couch or recliner? Recliner. Life of the party or wallflower? Wallflower. (laughs) Train or plane? Neither. Neither? (laughs) Train. (laughs) Are you not a traveler? No, not, not, well, yeah, I'm a traveler, but I don't travel by either. We always go, use, my husband drives. And speaking of the train, did you happen to catch Big Boy last? Yeah, we saw it. Uh Sunday? Yes, we saw it. Yeah. Did you? No. No? Yeah, we got to see it. Alma Martinez, Brenda Norwood, again, uh, I got to tell you, when uh, leading up to this interview, I'm actually in a a state of awe that uh, we literally have uh, two educational legends in the studio today. (laughs) And I've enjoyed... A legend. You are... No legend. Really? (laughs) You just do what you do. Absolutely. But you did it so well, you've been honored. Thank you. I appreciate that. And... um, I sure appreciate your time on uh, being uh, here on About Mansfield. Can I say one thing? Yes, you may. You know, as I said earlier, yes, we have these honors and all of that, which is beautiful. But none of this would be possible if the people that has been a part of my life, Ms. Martinez, my husband, and all the folks that's been in my life has got me to where I need to be. That's what that's all. I can't. I cannot take all that credit. It's that the. And I mean, I'm so thankful that I had those people in my life. Alma, any parting words? As I said in my speech, it's all about people. Mm-hmm. You can't be anywhere without people, and it's right. how you treat them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're the strength. They're the our cheerleaders. And everything is people. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thank you Thank for you. having me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for your wonderful children. Yes, indeed. Yes. For letting us be a part of their life. <laughs> Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will have the latest Mansfield news, talk, and information. We will also talk with a Mansfield couple who collectively have lost over 200 pounds of body fat. We will hear their story. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacy Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Texas Health Tip, Katrina Brown. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Jacob Atkinson. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield.